This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for March 11, 2011. In the news this week, in a step that could pave the way for ramped-up HIP enforcement at the state level, training for state attorneys general on how to file a HIPAA federal civil lawsuit will be offered this spring. The High Tech Act, which called for increased penalties for HIPAA violations, also enabled state attorneys general to file the federal lawsuits. But so far, the only well-publicized action has been a lawsuit filed by former Connecticut Attorney General Richard Blumenthal against insurer HealthNet. That lawsuit was settled in July 2010 when the insurer agreed to pay $250,000 in damages and offer stronger consumer protections. Training for attorneys general and their staffs will be offered in four regional meetings from April through June, says Susan McAndrew, Deputy Director for Health Information Privacy at the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights. The office will pay all expenses for two members of each state's attorney general's office to tend the training, McAndrews says. The training will help ensure that state attorneys general will be better prepared to carry out their new authority under the High Tech Act in enforcing HIPAA, McAndrews says. Once the four training meetings are completed, the Office for Civil Rights also will offer computer-based training, McAndrew adds. In a feature story this week, hospitals, clinics, and others that are preparing comprehensive risk management strategies must make sure they don't overlook important breach prevention steps, security experts advise. Among those important steps are make broader use of encryption for mobile devices, desktops, mobile media, and secure email. Use business associate agreements to spell out the role of business associates in protecting patient information and preventing breaches. Use two-factor authentication to support efforts to more effectively control access to protected health information. And develop a social media policy and educate staff about appropriate uses of new media. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured interview, Russ Jones of Albert Einstein Healthcare Network describes why the delivery system shifted from magnetic stripe cards to smart cards for a variety of applications. The three-hospital delivery system, which is constructing a fourth hospital, plans to expand the application of smart cards over time, Jones says. For example, the cards eventually may be used to provide access to the network's new electronic health record system once implementation is complete. Here's a clip from that interview. From a a perspective of uh, cost savings, we used to spend over $10,000 a year just in reproducing cards because as employees, as you can imagine, when they swipe their card, particularly if they're heavy users, uh, the, the, the cards would get worn or their names or information would be worn off as they swiped. 
Uh, well, that has now been eliminated totally with the proximity reader where you, there is no more swiping involved. So there has definitely been a, a return on investment from a cost perspective. Um, the smart cards are a higher uh, security card where they're very difficult to compromise and counterfeit. We are able to produce cards and ship them out quicker. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.